Hello everyone, welcome to Random Encounter 278 or 278. My name is John O'Logan, and if you notice that my audio is not quite as crisp as usual, doesn't sound, it maybe sounds a little bit more hollow, it's because I am on my yearly month-long visit to Nova Scotia to visit my parents. So right now I am in beautiful New Glasgow, Nova Scotia. It's been raining every single day since I've got here. The humidity today was insane. I've had, I feel like I have a vice on either side of my head with a slight migraine headache because, oh my God, it's raining a lot. Um, yeah, but I'm here back in New Glasgow. So this is, if you listen to this podcast and before and you like long running in jokes, this is the land of Abercrombie video and Sam's pizza with brown sauce, which is the best, I think. Um, last year was a interesting year for this trip because uh, my parents caught COVID on my like two days before I was supposed to fly out. I miraculously avoided COVID, but I didn't want to fly back to Toronto and possibly uh, give it to Amanda if I did have it. So I ended up stranded here for two weeks last year out at the cottage. Uh, and I, I ended up recording a podcast in the car. Uh, that was the Yakuza News podcast, I think. So I'm really hoping that doesn't happen again. Uh, so hopefully in about two episodes from now, I will be back in Ontario and I will have my good mic. But in the meantime... We're still recording random. So uh, today we're going to, th I'm, I'm in a rural area. Uh, New Glasgow has very rural areas. It's a town. And uh, so we're going to be talking about two rural games today. And joining me are Nikki. Hello. And Sam. Hello. So uh, I'm just curious. I, I mentioned Sam's Pizza and Brown Sauce. I'm not entirely certain I have talked about this on the podcast before. Uh, in, no in New Glasgow, Nova Scotia, pizza isn't Italian. It's Greek. Uh, Greeks kind of... They, they opened the pizza parlors here, and instead of it being like a red tomato sauce, it is like a vaguely peppery, spicy brown sauce, which is unbelievably delicious, and it is my favorite pizza in the world, and I think it's also the favorite pizza in the world to anyone who grew up in Picto County. I'm curious, do either of you have, like, your favorite pizza from your town where you grew up? Is it any good, or was it just terrible? We have some good pizza, but it's, uh, it's Italian. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give a shout out to any particular uh, any particular pizza places? Yeah, shout out to Vicelli's Pizza, Mac and Cheese Pizza without any bacon. Love it. 10 out of 10. Would eat uh, whenever possible, but also uh, being considerate that I probably shouldn't eat it every day. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds like it is quite a bomb for your stomach. Well, the only pizza places I have around here are... Um... Uh, sort of catering for the pub slash bar scene so it's just grease upon cheese upon whatever else you can think of that's designed to absorb alcohol so it's not exactly high cuisine <laughs> when i lived in uh, the uk for a year i mean i lived in scotland i have to say that i was not overly impressed with the quality of the pizza that i found there especially considering no. it's closer to italy it's very uh it tastes like cardboard <laughs> <laughs> well here we have uh a few different pizza places we have sam's pizza which is like the original place with the brown sauce we have acropole that's it's the place where you go at two o'clock in the morning when you're incredibly drunk and you need something greasy to absorb the alcohol um so those are the two big pizza places in town and those i've since i've had a few slices since i've gotten back they're delicious there's nothing like them anywhere in ontario i cannot find anything like it in ontario I tried making the sauce myself, like reverse engineering it using a recipe I found on the internet. It turned, it was completely inedible. So I've just given up and accepted the fact that if I want Sam's pizza, I need to come back home. <laughs> I'll, I'll make you a pizza. It's still technically Sam's pizza. <laughs> I, I got to be honest, Sam, based on what you just told me, I, uh, I'm not sure I want it. It's uh, unless you get some lessons. Anything you can buy from a takeout here will still be better than anything I will make you. So. One other shout out to Stoner's Pizza Joint. Uh, they also have really good pizza. Wait, wait, wait. The place is actually called Stoner's? Stoner's Pizza Joint. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta wonder, is that intentional or was that just a fortunate coincidence? Um, It's intentional because okay. they, they cook it in like the stone ovens, but it's, uh, you know, the imagery is what you would expect. Great mm -hmm. pizza. Shout out to Stoner's Pizza Joint. Love them. I'm trying to remember. They had like a very funny like slogan. I cannot remember it for the life of me, but it's just as funny as you imagine it to be. <laughs> um, dude, I cannot remember. Oh, but it was good. I, I, I love them. They're great. Shout out to Stoner's. Pizza awesome. Joint. Hashtag not sponsored. Yeah. 
Yes. Not sponsored. Not, none of this is sponsored. I hate to, to oh, say none, it, but... None of this is sponsored. I mean, to be frank, if anything was sponsored, I'd want to get one from Abercrombie Video, uh, <laughs> just, just because I've talked about them so often. And every single time I drive down that street to actually hilariously to get pizza, I drive by it. And every year I'm like, surely Abercrombie Video can't still be open. It's <laughs> like, what, what could they possibly... Who could possibly be renting anything from a video store nowadays? And it's still open. I... I am in, I'm baffled by it. Anyway, so New Glasgow, Nova Scotia, rural place. I go, driving out to the cottage. I have driven past many, many farms. So I'm in a rural mood and it is harvest season now. So we are going to be talking about three farm games uh, today because we had, believe it or not, three farm game reviews in a row. We had Rune Factory 3 Special, we had Fay Farm, and then we had the, a retro review of the original Harvest Moon for the SNES. So uh, we're going to start today with Rune Factory 3. Now, uh, Rune Factory 3 started off as a spin-off of the Story of Seasons franchise. Story of Seasons, of course, being the... Uh, the because of some legal wrangling, we had to change the name of uh, Harvest Moon and it became Story of Seasons. Uh, but the Rune Factory series quickly gained its own identity... Uh, it was blending the farming you'd expect from a farm game and social simulation, but there were also fantasy elements. Uh, there was dungeon crawling gameplay. Uh, and this, you know, there, the first two were released. And then in 2009, Room Factory 3 got released for the Nintendo DS. Uh, and it included, you know, the usual gameplay. It included a, a new gameplay feature, which apparently was that you could change your protagonist into a monster. Uh, was very well received. Since then, there had been... I think two others since then. Are we on Room Factory 5, Nikki? We are on 5. I will uh, be honest. I'm not sure exactly of the uh, release timeline. So there are two unnumbered Room ah. Factory games. I just don't remember oh, if they yeah. released before be or for after 3. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, they have a new one technically because Room Factory 3 Special just got released, and it is a remaster version with enhanced visuals. There is apparently a newlywed mode, which we will be talking about, and there are some other features in there too. So uh, this is a very long-running series at this point, and I mean, when a series runs this long, it does make sense for the developer to go back and revisit some of their older titles and give them a fresh coat of paint. Uh, in your review, Nikki, you actually describe Room Factory 3 Special as a remaster rather than a uh, remake. Uh, why is that? Because uh, it's very much the same game, just uh, better graphics. Um, it has been completely relocalized, but there are no like changes to the story. It's uh, it's very much a some things got tweaked, but everything is pretty much the same as the original game. Hmm. It's a uh, described on the official website as a remake but when you consider usually how much uh change a remake brings with it there are definitely a lot of things that could have been changed that if you really i guess it's all semantics right like language is made up by some person so it's it's all just kind of made up anyway but if you consider what a remake usually entails in terms of like what it changes from the original calling it a remake just kind of makes it seem uh not uh up to par with what uh should have been changed i suppose that's like when we've had uh, a story of seasons a wonderful life remake this year which had a whole new graphics um you know the whole graphic system was remade from the ground up that makes it slightly more obvious as a remake doesn't it yeah that one was especially uh i think nice because the original was designed with a male protagonist only in mind so the yeah. uh the bachelorettes are all very like pleasantly designed whereas like the love rivals are kind of like average you know nothing wrong with <laughs> yeah. them but you can tell they really weren't designed to be bachelors so when they <laughs> made the uh another wonderful life where you play as a woman your your male love interests are kind of like literal who's compared <laughs> yeah. to the women who are like really really wonderfully designed when they did the remake 
um, they actually redesigned the male characters with the intent of making them bachelors. So they all have like the same spirit as their originals, but they obviously look like they are meant to be love interests. So they are definitely a lot more on equal footing compared yeah. to the bachelorettes, yeah. which is very nice. Um, it's fascinating that the way that, um, I, I guess the way that these two games have really split off from each other in terms of, I mean, they, they really are their own series at this point. Uh, generally, Rune Factory does tend to have a slightly more robust plot than Harvest Moon slash Story of Seasons. Uh, what's the plot of the game here, Nikki? The uh, plot is that um, there is this town where there are uh, no monsters, asterisk, um, and the, <laughs> the people apparently hate monsters because we've hated monsters since before we were born. So we're not going to question that. And then there's a, a little like village with little monsters and they're like, we hated humans since before we were born. So we're not going to question that. And you, uh, the protagonist being a half human, half monster, are just the person to say, hey, guys, we're not so different after all. And let's join hands and sing and be merry and not hate each other. Oh, my God, we are going to bridge the gap. Yeah, isn't it great? <laughs> yes, that is some that is some deep plot right there. Yes, it feels like it had the potential to be deep. It's just that like when I say asterisk, there is literally a mermaid lady that you can marry and nobody hates her for being a mermaid. So I don't understand. I, I really don't think that the whole people hate, uh, like humans hate monsters is not uh, emphasized enough to make the plot any deeper than just we need an excuse for why these two settlements are in separate locations. It's it's really not. They don't take advantage of what they have set up. It could have been something deep. It's just not in the end. It sounds uh, a bit like Undertale, actually. <laughs> oh, gosh, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, why don't we do a little side, like, stop talking about the game for a second, just dive into uh, are mermaids monsters? Now, the reason why I don't think that mermaids are considered monsters by humans is because the top half is human and the bottom half is fish. The top half has, like, face and mouth and, like, identifiable human things, which humans can identify with. If it was, if the mermaid was, like, top half fish, bottom half human, I think that humans would consider that to be a monster. You know, I like that you bring that up because the monsters in the other settlement are called Univers. And they are humans with a horn on their head. They oh, that look clearly yeah. that's a monster. Yeah, you see, it's interesting because the the mermaid lady, she has like her fish legs when it rains. I mean, they're not legs. It's just like a single fish tail. I guess that's like a single leg if you think about it. And she's yep. got like her hair has like scales or something like that. Mm -hmm. So like I would say that the mermaid has more monstrous parts compared to the universe but like they are treated as like monsters like oh no we don't want to be near them or whatever it's it's very i don't really get it i'm sorry like i just don't understand what the the problem is right i don't like it, it feels very like there's no like motive yeah right it's an excuse to have a conflict that parallels racism or classism or that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. But like, uh, they should have, they should have, um, like been more consistent about it. I, I bring this up in my review. There is a, uh, a festival, which is like a, uh, rune factory, um, kind of staple, which is, um, shearing a giant woolly. And all you do is, like, you hit a woolly with a weapon to make, like, the wool come off. Well, that's and not how you shear the... a woolly at all. That's how you end up with a dead woolly. <laughs> no, but you see, the guy who hates woolies mm -hmm. um, actually insists, don't worry, we made it so that the weapons won't hurt the woolly. 
right? But it's like, you hate woolies. Shouldn't you be like the one saying, this is the woolly killing festival or something? Why are you hosting this? (laughs) If you you don't want woolies in your town, because the hero is a woolly, right? He turns into (laughs) a golden woolly. And at the very beginning of the game, one of the, the granddaughter of this guy is like trying to nurse you back to health. And he's like, how dare you bring this monster into our home? Monsters are bad. And of course, the granddaughter is like, no, grandpa, that's not good. We should be nice to them. And it's like, you hate woolies. Why are you so worried about the woolly in the woolly festival? Yeah. Just like make that festival like post game exclusive after you like bridge the gap between monsters and that humans. Would make sense, yeah. You know, like there's an easy solution to this. It could be in honor of your character then as well. That's true. Yeah. They could be the, shearing the you. Who saved us. <laughs> yeah. You have to run away to try to be sheared as little as possible. The yearly haircut festival. That's funny. That would have. <laughs> That would have been fun. Out of curiosity, uh, uh, you can interact with NPCs, I assume, when you are in woolly form. Uh, What is that interaction like compared to when the protagonist is in human form? That's the other thing that's really strange about it. All of the characters, except for the grumpy old man, is like, you're so cute. Oh, it's a cute little woolly. Like, they're not scared. They don't hate monsters. Only one old guy hates monsters, so apparently monsters apparently there's this huge conflict between monsters and humans because one old coot doesn't like woolies you know can i just say that that is a really strong political message because if there's some parts of the world that just have one old man in charge that actually you're right actually (laughs) that's a good point i wish they pointed that out wouldn't yeah. that have been like a good thing to point out? Like, yeah. Dad, you're the only guy who hates woolies. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, they should have they should have gone with that. That's the yeah. thing. I like the ideas that the game has. <laughs> they just don't dive deep enough into. They need us on their team, don't they? <laughs> it's a shame. We're tying everything together. Yep, they're fine when the Woolies do festivals and shows and things like that. They just don't want them to, you know, marry or anything like that. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Okay, well, getting... Oh, God, I was just about to... They also... I was, I'm was. i going to pivot that to what I have to describe as... Uh, there's there's a new thing in this game called Newlywed mo- uh, Mode, uh, which <laughs> apparently you can only do if you are a guy, um, and you can only do with the female love interests. Imagine that. Well, you can town, only play as a guy. Like this. Yes. As it, so you cannot marry, yeah. and there are you cannot marry any of your man, romantic rivals, unfortunately. Also, oh, it's not like um, PS One era where if you played the girl version, the game ended if you got married. <laughs> you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure there is literally only one game where that happens, and it was on the Game Boy. Oh, really? I would say I thought yeah. there was it like a PS One cute version or whatever they called it, where the where that oh, happened. You know, like cute. friends. What was the one that wasn't friends? Back to Nature. I'm sure that the PS1 girl version of Back to Nature it happened in. But oh, I don't maybe, know sure, so. maybe. Also, clearly they weren't paying attention to just how much work women do on the farm even after they get married. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this game, after you get married, is very, like, bare bones. Usually, like, other games like especially in story of seasons it's like once you get married like it doesn't matter your gender or their gender like your partner will like help in some capacity but this is very much a like you get married um your wife has kids congratulations you did it you beat the game right like that's Mm -hmm. it it's it's a very short game all things considered um, the fact that, like, you need to get married for the game to even progress, I think, makes it feel a lot shorter as well. Mm-hmm. Because at least in other games, you have a substantial story, and then you can just do marriage whenever you want, which can effectively make the game last longer if you take your time with that. But this takes like a short game and makes it even shorter because marriage is a requirement. So it's like, okay, now that I beat the game, there is nothing left to do. 
all they, you know, they add added newlywed mode, which actually, you know, adds a good amount of content afterwards. It's like a completely different mode. Instead of saying like continue game, you go into newlywed mode. And there's like some, you know, minimal amount of story, a little bit of gameplay. And it's it's pleasant enough. You get to spend more time mm-hmm. with your spouse besides just them popping out babies and that's it. Uh-huh. Um but ah, newlywed mode where you discover that you and your partner are not sexually compatible because you waited until marriage to find out. <laughs> I mean that's newlywed actually mode. that if if that's gonna happen in any game, it would be this one, right? Because the other ones, you know, like I would beat those games. I I beat Rune Factory four, and uh, I didn't get married. I still haven't gotten married in Rune Factory five, and I beat that game. I think I've played both of those games as well, and I think they're really weirdly paced in that regard because you can blaze through the story. And by the time you finish the story, you realize that you've completely neglected the actual like life sim or farming aspect of it. So you've still got loads of catch up to do with romancing people or like your actual farm work. I mean, in this game, I actually, I take that back. In this game, clearly your spouse must have some sort of a thing for woolies. So I don't think that's going to be a massive issue uh, with compatibility. Um, <laughs> Nikki, you actually, uh, one of the things you criticize quite rightly of it is uh, that there is no female protagonist in this game. Now, at the time in 2009, it was a DS game, so it was portable. Presumably it had a relatively short development cycle. Um, so yeah, the original you know, didn't have a female protagonist, but the reality is if they were remaking the game, it seems odd that they didn't add one. Yeah, I think that's very odd because even if, uh, I mean, if you look at the cast, it very heavily skews uh, female characters because of the love interests but even if the male characters were turned into love interests it still would not be the worst discrepancy i think it was tides of destiny where you could play as a female character only after you already beat the game and there were only three male love interests compared to like nine or ten female love interests Um, which is obviously very fair and a good choice that they made. Um, But (laughs) uh, that aside, like there are at least like four or five, like I would say illegible bachelor characters in this game that they could have easily turned into, into love interests. So even if they didn't like make more so that the numbers were equal, it would still not be the worst compared to like what this series has done in the past. Well, aside from the social simulator aspects of this game, we are farming and we are dungeon crawling. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about the farming aspect? So it's pretty standard Harvest Moon style farming. Yeah, farming is fine. Um, You, you till the fields you put some seeds you water the seeds you hope that a typhoon doesn't show up out of nowhere to destroy your farm um because that happens in this game compared to other rune factory games so that's very uh fun and not at all frustrating (laughs) and um then when you grow the things uh you cut them down with a sickle so you can get higher level seeds and then you sell the rest and then you cook them and you you do it again and you said yeah that's fun because it is fun it's fun Mm -hmm. to do that i i don't mean that ironically even if i sound sarcastic it is fun to just kind of go through the motions plant your seeds harvest them increase their level sell some cook some and then uh, go and fight some monsters to get drops so you can make better equipment. Mm-hmm. So that's the primary, is that the primary reason why you go and do some dungeon crawling in this game? It's to get some, get equipment essentially, or materials, because there is a crafting system in this game, right? Yes. Uh, aside from obviously moving the, the story forward, um, yeah, you would go into dungeons so you can beat up some monsters, get their drops. And then, yeah, use them for crafting. You can make uh, new tools or you can uh, enhance them as well. Um, so weapons, armor, accessories, all those things you can make 
and uh, upgrade. Make make yourself a wedding ring so you can propose to the woman of your dreams who loves you even though you are a sheep. <laughs> or possibly because you are a sheep, depending That's on where true. depending on what your head cannon is. Um well, I mean, from everything you've said here, I, you mentioned this in your review too, clearly there are some let's call them questionable design choices, especially considering that it's, you know, it's over ten years almost 15 years since this game was originally re originally released uh which which design choice were do you think aged the worst which one stood out to you i'm not sure if i would say it aged the worst but i think the fact that the weather changes randomly every 3 hours and you have no way of predicting it like in other games oh, that yeah. has like an actual like you know weather forecast of some kind is particularly bad during summer and like winter when typhoons or blizzards can literally just wipe out your entire farm. Ugh. Um, I literally just finished planting, um, exclusive golden seeds that I got from the, uh, uh, like the flea market event, which is once a year. And, uh, I lost them oh, like, no. the same day because of the typhoon. Um, I would say, like, that's something they could have, like, at least worked to kind of, like, alter. Um, I wouldn't say if it aged poorly, because that's just, like, a design choice yeah. for the ages, right? Yeah. The ones that I would say that are, like, actually, like, age-related are things like, you have to put your items literally one at a time into the, uh, into the shipping box because when you go into the shipping box, all it does is tell you what you have shipped. It doesn't let you put the items in or out. So if you're, you know, just starting and you think this might be like Rune Factory 4 and 5 where you can move items in and out of the shipping box, you're going to go in. You're not going to know what's going on. You're going to go out, put something in, and then you can't take it back out. Mm. Uh, so that's like old school Harvest Moon then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um. I love how you can't put uh, grass and weeds into your storage box. Those have to go in your fridge next to your delicious eggs and milk. A healthy I salad. love grass. Because I guess because he's a woolly, he eats grass. I'm yeah. not really sure. Maybe that's why, but I that's didn't quite like it. Well, actually, you mentioned that it's kind of difficult to recommend this game over other games in the series that have been released since such as uh room factory 4 special or room factory 5 which you reviewed last year i think and i believe you really really loved it um so there's just not a lot here to recommend room factory 3 special over its follow-ups like they do everything better there's a more interesting plot better mechanics some of the some of the gameplay is fixed is that would that be accurate yeah, I, I do have to admit that, like, with 5, there is kind of, like, a, a like, it has some performance issues on the Switch. Um, I would say 5 is kind of, like, a side grade to 4 special in that way, because, like, mechanically, it's very sound. It's just the, uh, the performance issues can kind of bring it down every so often, but, like... If you really like being able to play as a girl or boy and marry the girls and boys, go for five. It's still a really fun game. Marry um, the innkeeper. Yeah, I mean, like, that's really good. Um, four special, I think, is definitely the best one, though, because it's got more content. Um, it has much better quality of life features. Um, it's... Uh, it actually lets you play as a girl or boy. Unfortunately, you have to be straight, which is, you know, not always well, the ideal. But I will chip in on that because if you play New Game Plus, you can swap the visual gender, but not actually the gender gender. So technically, you are still playing whatever your original gender was, but you can swap the graphic. Fun fact there. <laughs> I like how they accidentally made it more progressive. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's the thing that i like about rune factory is obviously they are making these strides right like significant like, ones yeah rune factory 5 is like i think really good in that regard yeah um 
And I think as a result, like I like all of the love interests except for the little wolf child girl. I don't know what's up with that. We ignore her. Oh uh, yes. But um you, mean. you know, the other ones are fine. Uh maybe not the detective boy, but uh, you know. I think there missed some tricks though, because there were some they're they're all young adults, but then they have these other characters that are like kind of late twenties, early thirties, and I was like can we not marry them as well, please? But, you know, that's the audience for you, isn't it? We did get a few, like, somewhat older-ish guys. The uh, the demigod guy, Lucas or whatever. Oh, He's yes. kind of older. Okay. And Murakumo, big furry man, the wolf yeah. guy. I'm he thinking would... of the lady who runs the shop, because I think she would have made a good marriage candidate. Which shop? The, you know, she's got, like, a little sister that you save right at the start. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, these games really are JRPG adjacent, so anyone over the age of 20 might as well be 65 exactly. years old. That's true. Like that, who, the thing from Final Fantasy VII where Sid is like 30 and he's described as old in the manual or something. When you look at him, he's like, he looks like he's 53. Yeah. And he's I like, mean, uh, he, is, me. he is 30. That's the thing. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, uh, it's creating unreal expectations for looking like you're 30. Um, but I mean, yeah, like, ultimately, like, the thing is, is that I normally don't like to look at, like, MSRP for these kinds of things, but, like, three special costs $10 more than four special, and four special just has oh. way more content. Mm. Like, it's weird period. that they did that first. I have a really good analogy, actually, for any Doctor Who fans here. It's like Please, River go. Song. It's like River Song and the Doctor, in that one of their timelines is moving forwards, while the other one is moving backwards. So one of them's getting older, while the other one's getting younger, and that's exactly what's happening with these Room Factory releases. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to resist the urge to turn this into a Doctor Who fan cast, but oh my god, I'm so excited for November. <laughs> I know, that'll be some fun times, won't it? Well, fingers crossed it'll be some fun times. Hopefully it won't just be, you know, solid nostalgia bait and wallowing in it, but I think Russell T. Yeah. Davies is better than that. Mm -hmm. um, well, back on to this. Uh, Nikki, you, you seem to enjoy the game regardless, because I think you enjoy the Harvest Moon, Rune Factory, Story of Seasons kind of framework. Uh, but your takeaway really is just play four or five. You'll like it more, it's better, and it's cheaper. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's great that it is uh, relocalized and, um, you know, the, the newlywed mode for people who do like the game, right? If they have, like, mm -hmm. maybe they already played it and they want to replay it, they really like some of the love interests... This is this is really great, but if you're someone who is like, I'm interested in Rune Factory, I don't know where to start, just start with four special. Just just mm -hmm. do it. Please trust me. Huh. Like at at the very least for the quality of life features, but on a grander scale, being able to pick between a girl and boy, which is twenty twenty three. Come on, you know, like yeah. that's that should be basic in every like farming simulation game because like this is in reality this is a genre that a lot of women play you gotta give people yeah. the option and it's such a small change too in terms of the overall work you need to do on the game because it doesn't change any of the fundamental gameplay mechanics you don't even need to design any new characters really yeah a lot of people i think were a bit uh like uh, I, a lot of people pointed out how this protagonist uh, in particular does look very androgynous. I think mm -hmm. in game, one of the characters does like mistake him for a girl at one point. It really was just a matter of like, pick your pronouns. You don't even need to make a new character design. <laughs> I mean, that has all of the makings of a... Uh of a manga story right there. It does. True. Well, this is just one of the uh, many, many farm games that have been released lately. I remember, I think it was on the Rune Factory 5 episode of Random Encounter, I asked you, Nikki, I asked you, uh, in a world with Stardew Valley, why should anyone even care? And I think you were outraged by this. Um, since then, I have come around and accepted that, yes, there are many different farm games, and they all offer something different. And one of them, uh, another one that has been recently released, is called Fay Farm. 
So Sam, you uh, reviewed Fay Farm, and I did. Uh, you opened your review by saying that it offers a fresh take on the farming sim genre. Can you elaborate on what sets it apart from, well, say, Room Factory 3 or any of the other Story of Season or Harvest Moons? Yeah, so um, kind of turning on what you've just said about, like, why play Room Factory over Star- um, Stardew Valley is that it kind of it kind of jiggles around the priorities for mm. the different systems. So... There are a lot of li- different things to do in Fire Farm. A lot of different uh, life skills that you can level, such as you've got your farming and you know all that standard stuff. But then you've got things like critter catching, which you can use to catch like frogs and bugs and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> which comes in useful for making potions, which is another life skill. So there's lots of these different systems all running adjacent to each other, mm. um, but they all culminate in how well you perform in the dungeons and that's important because your progress in the dungeons is in essence your progress in the in your farming as well because you unlock more farms that way you unlock your tool upgrades through the dungeons uh, or i should say through progressing through the dungeons um so i know uh, i said this in my review but stardew valley has dungeons it has the mines it has the skull cavern skull cavern that's what it was called wasn't it but they felt kind of they weren't optional because you still needed the ores and things like that but they felt much less of a priority whereas in fire farm everything sort of feeds into you going into the dungeons which is it's it's even more so different to room factory because room factory the dun- the dungeons are there to to progress the story but you you could kind of just ignore them and and just run a farm and make friends and stuff for as long as you wanted to, really. Which I guess you could in Fire Farm, but you'd be missing out on a lot of features. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, but another thing that you mentioned in the review and both in in Slack, which I just think is the funniest damn thing. Incidentally, I'm about to make my (laughs) life extremely, extremely difficult for a really stupid (laughs) joke. Uh, Something I found hysterically funny about the game is that uh, you tried putting your name in and uh, it was rejected for a very specific reason. Yeah. So my... When when you start Fire Farm, you have to create a Phoenix Labs account. And as far as I'm aware, this is for cross-platform multiplayer. So if you're playing on PC, you can play with Switch people multiplayer. But the name that you give this account is the name that your character has and any subsequent characters that you create. So I wanted to keep it simple. I wanted to call myself Sam. And unfortunately, I could not name my character Sam because of profanity. So the name Sam <laughs> is banned. Uh, I tried Sam James because my name is hyphenated double barrel. Sam James was fine. So I don't know if it was a like a character limit thing, like if it actually had to be longer than three characters, but they just didn't change the text or something. Well, un- unfortunately, this means, Sam, that for the rest of this episode, whenever we say your name, we're going to have to bleep it with the chocobo. <laughs> it's fine. I understand. I am a profanity. Uh, at this point, yes, you are. Yes, you are. You are full of profanity at the moment. Um, I think that's such a shame, though, because I feel like part of the appeal of these games, I mean, like, I mean, the biggest appeal is that you play however you want, right? So if you're like me, you make one file and you play it yeah. and you never stop. But other yeah. people like to make multiple files with completely different characters, but you can't name them yeah. like each time. That's mm-hmm. like, that's a bit of a shame, I think. It is, mm. yeah. Well, uh, you mentioned that i mean and also we we talked about this as it was going part of the problem with fay farm and yes some of this gets patched out but in its current status there are still quite a few bugs and gameplay issues in the way which dramatically impacted your overall enjoyment of the game unfortunately mostly related to the farming itself as well so uh, which turns out is fairly key to the experience really of a farm sim um that might (laughs) <laughs> My biggest issue, there, there's two things really that stood out to me. One of them was fixed by the time I wrote my review, which is that as you upgrade your tools, obviously they get better and more useful. The watering can, as you upgrade, goes from watering one single tile to multiple per use. And that was actually just broken while I was playing it. So, oh, no. so you can have hundreds of crops. Your uh, Your initial farmland is huge and then you get up to four different plots where you can plant things and um, i just could not imagine having the willpower to water every single farm (laughs) every single day 
going single tile by tile, which then is added to by the frustration that your animals follow you around the farm and the same buttons that are your watering tools or skills are mapped to your animals to interact with them. So you can get in this horrible loop of just interacting with your animals ad nauseum until until you just give up, basically, because you can't move them. You can't physically push your animals. You can't pick them up. You can't put them down. So you, you just have to leave until they're done, really. <laughs> yeah, you also said that animal animal care feels somewhat cumbersome. The uh, milking and shearing of your whatever they were called. They're not called sheep and cows. They are called, uh, hang on, bear with me, bear with me. I had this. I had this in a tab. I have this in a tab. They are not chickens and no, chickens are chikus. Rabbits are cottontails. Sheep's are woolly horns, and cows are mammos, which I think is a really hilarious nod to mammaries. But still, ah, um, <laughs> oh, I get it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's more. That's that's uh, deeper than buffamoos. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> when when you uh, when you interact with only the large animals, so the the chickens and the the chikus and the cotton tails and the animals that you get later the small ones they leave their produce on in their like bed you just go and pick that up but the bigger animals the the woolly horns and the mammoths um you have to milk them or shear them but the animation is like magnetized so rather than just doing it where you click the button either the animal or your character will move a bit so that they're uh, (laughs) sorry (laughs) so that they're aligned properly for the animation um and I, I did this next to the storage shed once and my character clipped into the storage shed and I was trapped and um I I did get out but it was it uh, you know all of these things add up to a very frustrating experience basically which is super super upsetting because as you say in your review this game has some potential to it. Like in terms of the the farm sim genre, there's so much here to like, and that could be uh, really fantastic. But the game just shipped in a sorry state. And the, there's there's some things that they did to kind of like ease, even if everything did work, they put a few things in place to be like, this will make things easier. So you get um, four different spells throughout the game. Um they're all the, the spells are supposed to have uh, a use both in dungeon and on your farm. So the first one you get is a gust spell, and it's used to clear thorns from. Wait, no, hang on. Let me think. Which one's which? Yeah, the gust ones for the thorns, or is that for the miasma? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, the gusty spell is used to clear some miasma, and it's also used to harvest your crops. So that's like, you know, you've got two different uses for it there. There's a charm spell which you use to charm some little critters to clear the way for one of the dungeons. And it's supposed to be able to increase the affinity with your animals, but it just doesn't do anything to your animals. Like you can use it and it, the I, I, I don't know if they're supposed to register that something's happened, like they don't moo at you or, or have like a mm. heart emoji above their head or anything. But the thing is, even if it did work, um, you can't use your spells inside the barns or the coops so on the rainy days, when the animals are inside, you wouldn't be able to use it anyway. And that's when they're all clustered together. So it's just, you know, they have these things that just don't do anything. They don't work as intended. I, I feel like the uh, the idea of, uh, like, it's like the major actions are all mapped to the same button, right? They're, they obviously were going for like a... Actually, no, you carry on, because I've got something else to mention about that, but you carry on with that. I was just going to say that kind of, to me, also sounds like something that doesn't work as intended, right? It sounds like it could be helpful for convenience sake, because for games like this, like convenience is a big part of it. You don't want, you know, poor quality of life features, but it almost feels like that might be a bit too much of a quality of life feature, because then if you want to do something, but then you're not at the very right pixel location mm-hmm. to do it you're going to have a hard time right yeah it's a game it's a it's a game design problem where people simplify things to the point where it kind of becomes a pain in the butt yeah it goes back on itself um yeah because there there are some really useful quality of life features um so your tools will automatically swap um to the tool that you need so if you're watering crops the tool button will when you press that your watering can will be used same for your sides or 
uh, your axe or your pickaxe. Um, so that's really useful because it saves you, it saves the inventory management side of things of swapping through. Um, but then, yeah, it goes back on itself in that because you cannot choose exactly what you want to use, you could end up doing something that you don't want to do. Hmm. Uh, outside of the, I guess, the day-to-day -day gameplay, let's talk about the game's social aspects, especially yeah. in comparison to the social aspects that were presented in uh, in Room Factory 3 Special. So yeah. I'm assuming in this game, you know, you, you can get married to whoever you want. You can be a yeah. guy, you can be a, a girl. You, there's a lot more freedom. It's a modern interpretation of a farm social sim game. Yeah, and... Um... It takes a backseat to the other things you can do in the game, but I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing because, um, I, like I mentioned in my review, that in games like Stardew Valley and the Story of Seasons games and the Rune Factory games even, the, the key way to making friends is to run around and give them things that they love every day. And, I mean, that's a bit sociopathic to me. It's like buying people's friendships, isn't it, rather than, like, <laughs> actually developing bonds with them. Whereas... You can give people gifts in Fire Farm, but um, they only want one thing. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> a day or per week now. But it's one specific they only thing. want one thing, do they? Oh, okay. <laughs> I see now. I understand. There's only Thank one you. thing on their mind. Uh, no, they, it, it's, it's like a quest, basically. It's like, I want this. Can you get it for me? And you do that, and you get some friendship points. Um, and it, so you don't... You, you don't have that stress of like, oh, what if they don't like what I give them? And, you know, what if I make them angry? Um, they just want that one thing. And uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. And if you give them that mature. one thing, they won't be angry. I understand. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, so you won't notes. get... Yeah. They... <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and if, the, if you do give them that one thing, does that mean you need yeah. to get married? <laughs> do you need to wait until marriage to give them that one thing? Well... That no, they want. Because <laughs> I think if you waited until marriage, then you wouldn't be able to make friends with them in the first place because they only want that one thing. So you have to give them that one thing in order to get married. <laughs> How progressive of it. <laughs> I know. But progressively speaking, the the devs have put some thought into the system because there's no like you don't have to get married like you did in the Room Factory game. It's completely optional. Um that you can't actually have kids. As far as I'm aware at the moment, I don't know if they're planning on adding that in a future update, which would be nice to have the option to have a little family. Um, but there, there's also a distinction between people that you can romance and and just friends, because the moment you talk to these people that are capable of being romanced, it's like interested dating like they are only there to be interested. They're not. You can't just be friends with them. You just mm. like them if you. If you continue talking to someone who can only be friends with, you will become better friends with them. If you continue talking to someone who is romanceable, you will just romance them regardless of your intentions. So it's very cut happens. and dry. I know. Isn't it awful? It's very cut and dry what you can and can't do with whom. And, but at the same time, it's completely optional. It's basically there, I think, for you to put your own character's context onto the island. Like You can be like, my character likes this person. I want them to marry this person rather than it being like a battle to make friends with them by giving them really expensive goods every day for two years or something like that. You know, mm. like it, you can just, ta it's, it's, it's just a nice little way to flesh out your own character who doesn't actually have a character apart from the one that you give them, you know. I actually have a question about, I guess, farm sims in general for both of you, which is, do any farm sims have the option to put your children to work? Like an incentive to have children so you can create a workforce for the farm? Because I as I understand it, that was an actual reason to have children. You gotta, get, you gotta get a little army of children to do your chores for you and milk the cows and such. Yeah, so in, in uh, Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life, both the original and the most recent remake, your kid, you, you've raised your child... It, this is the only game in the genre, as far as I know, where you're playing through an entire lifespan. So you go from a young farmer to a not even that old farmer who dies of old age. Spoilers, sorry, but everyone should know by now. It's a very odd game at the <laughs> end of the game. And, you know, you raise your family alongside. And your kid, you can influence their interests and what they grow up to be, basically. So they will help you on the farm if that's one of their interests. Yes, yeah. because what is a child if not an automatic milking machine for I cows? Know. 
We need to raise them to do things that we want them to, don't we? Just like how you give people gifts just to make them marry you. I know. Yes. You have to know what you want out of this life. <laughs> yeah, I mean... For whatever uh, it's necessary. Yeah. Bottom line here is that you enjoyed this game, despite the fact that there was some shallowness to some of the, especially the social features, and there were a lot of bugs, but the game is just incredibly charming. Oh yeah, so th that's the thing about it, like it is a very, it has all of these systems running alongside each other, and they're all enjoyable, they all, they all give a real sense of progression, like you find an item in a dungeon and that's the first time you find the item so then all the things you can craft with it are opened in your almanac so then you look in the almanac and you find out what else you need for it and then you go on a wild goose chase to find out all the other items and then you've just made one item but you really <laughs> wanted it and like it, it's very compelling you know mm -hmm. um it, it it does it does focus i think on potentially uh like like I said earlier, you have to do the dungeons if you want to unlock everything. And I, I, mm. I get why they do that. Like there has to be some driving force, but I think it, it it doesn't it can't quite decide if it wants to be a cozy game or a dungeon crawler, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like uh it it's almost like they set out to create a cozy game, but then mm -hmm. what they've ended up with is a game where they ha where they where they wanted from the get go to put so many things into it but they also needed a reason to put all those things into it. And that reason ended up being the dungeons, which kind of then ultimately detracts from what the game actually is at its core. Yeah. So it's not that, like, I had a really good time playing the game. It's, it's a really lovely game. It's got beautiful music and the art is gorgeous. And it does run very well on the Switch, actually. Uh, which oh, at this point in that's the Switch's something life you rarely cycle. Hear. Exactly, yeah. Um, it does have a few graphical hiccups, uh, frame rate hiccups, if there's specific graphical effects, like the mists that I mentioned earlier, the miasmas, but they you remove them anyway. So then mm. the, the reason for the frame rate drops is gone. So, uh, wait, hang on, I've gone off a tangent now and I forgot what I was talking about. What was I talking <laughs> about? Remind me. <laughs> I, we, so we were... I like the game. I do like the game. Yes. Yes, um, you do like you do like the game because it's yeah. charming and it's yeah. there's a lot there's a lot here to like. It's just kind of a shame that it's marred right. by some issues, which hopefully they will clear up. And I think they will because the devs much like the miasma. Yes, absolutely. They will cast a spell and it will all be gone. Um, <laughs> but they, I think, I think from using my Switch post release, like I've seen at least one, maybe two patches being downloaded, so they are addressing issues and. Like, you can just tell that they do really care about their game. You, you know, like, when, when you have, like, all the best intentions to do something, but then something something always goes wrong, doesn't it? When you, Sometimes you run at a time and you have a you have a due date that you need exactly. to hit because your publisher is behind you and you do the best you can. Um, I have much more sympathy for smaller studios like this when they release a game that needs some work than, let's just to pull a name out of a hat, Bethesda. Um, <laughs> because they have all the resources in the universe. Yeah uh all the resources and all of the planets and all of the universe and uh yes. this game these these folks don't and it sounds like they put together a really charming fun farm sim that has some legs and hopefully will continue onward from here yeah and and like i can't imagine what my experience would have been like if that watering can skill had worked and i think that yeah. alone would have made a huge difference but yeah. you can't you can't take back that first experience even yep. if even if I started the game from scratch to review, like I would still have had that first experience in my yep. head. And that is a shame. Well, that's actually a really good place to pivot to the discussion question because uh, we're we're going to talk a little bit about the the origins of uh, this game because earlier this week or last week at this point, uh, Josh really had a retro review for Harvest Moon for SNES. Uh, it was released in 1997, and generally speaking, it's considered the game that sort of pioneered the farm sim yeah. genre um it is he gave it a 70 he said it's it's a very good game uh you know there's still a lot that's really good here graphics still hold up but there are a lot of i guess quality of life things which the series eventually fixed over time yeah. um i just want to ask from from these two games or uh stardew valley which is probably currently the reigning champ and has been for quite some time of farm sims kind of seems to distill everything down into one game uh why do you think harvest moon 
the original Harvest Moon, struck such a chord with people that we are still essentially playing the same game or variations of this game 25 years later. Why do you think this game started its own genre? Well, the the reasons that come to mind for me immediately are things like nostalgia, but also that like kind of daydreamy vibe, you know, when like say it's raining, it's it's autumn and you're looking out the window and there's condensation and you just think of like, ah, oh, how life could be if I was outside in a field at the moment. You know, <laughs> I think I think farming is something that we're all very detached to, actually, unless we are actually farmers. Like we buy the produce in the shops and we all have this kind of like cute little idea in our heads of farming, which is really the opposite of what the reality is, because it's, you know, a very difficult job. But it's that kind of romantic romanticization. Is that a word? Romantification? I don't know. Romanticization, you know I, mean. I think, is exactly what it is. Um, and combined with then the nostalgia, which I'm not sure would apply to newer players of the genre, because, you know, the original Harvest Moon is, what, what did we say, 20 years old now? It was released um, in 97, yeah. 97, yeah. Um, like, it's it's projecting a fantasy onto a lifestyle at the end of the day. Like, you can you could, hang on, let me start again with this. Projecting a fantasy onto a lifestyle. That makes sense. Does that make sense? I think so. It's, I mean, that's that's what that's what a lot of video games are. It's... Video yeah. games are very rarely the real thing. They are representations of the real thing with all of the, I guess, the tediousness or horribleness of them removed so you can have a a, a simulated experience of it. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. And, and that's at its core, Harvest Moon, even though it was a very simple game, it was never done at the time. Like that was, you know, as we as we said, that was the the first foundation for the genre. Yeah. Um, and even though it was very simple, it hadn't been done before. So all of this kind of pining for a cute, sweet life in the countryside, um, it it had its own. It, it hang on, I can't, I can't even describe what I'm. I know, I know what you mean. It, I think there that, was a gap in the market. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I think the Stardew Valley, one of the one of the innovations of that, and again, I have not played a ton of farm sims, but one of the innovations is they really, really leaned into the idea of working a soulless, dead-end, day-in, day-out job and wanting to escape yeah. from it. Like, they really leaned into the fantasy of farming and what a farm life, farming life can be like. Escapism, that was yeah. what I meant to say at some point, and it got lost. Yes, for sure. So, Nikki, how about you? Why do you think Harvest Moon's original, the original Harvest Moon struck such a chord? I mean, yeah, it's this, it's like what we were saying. It's the same reason why any genre strikes a chord with people, right? I remember when I was uh, little playing um, More Friends of Mineral Town and uh, my uh, grumpy old dad would be like, what are you playing? I'm, like, I'm playing a farming game. And he'd be like, why don't you go and work on a real farm? Like, dad, I'm 12. <laughs> like, we don't have the space to keep a horse in our yard. You know, like, <laughs> like, I, like, you know, why do you go and play the game where you fight the dragons, right? Like, yeah. you want to do the thing. So you go do the thing in the video game. And you say, wow, I have a cow in this game and also a cool capybara there's some of them where you can have a capybara and that's really good so that's why i mean any game where you can have a capybara is good i'm sure you know i i know exactly what you mean i also think it's something that you said earlier nikki about the farming mechanics of uh rune factory 3 special and just in general there's something inherently fun about the routine of you know, your character wakes up in the morning, goes out, waters some of the plants, harvests other of the plants, you put it in the thing, you take care of the animals. It 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 puts you into a flow state, which yeah. is what we really want out of a lot of games. And that the basic the basic mechanics of the day-to-day, -day, yeah, there's variation. Yeah, you have to go into town, you have to figure out what's going on in there, and you might be getting some new equipment, but the day-to-day -day is very similar and it puts you into a flow state, and that's extremely relaxing for some people. Yep, exactly. And we're still playing it 25 years later. I'm not saying that every farm game is the same, but the basic skeleton of Harvest Moon, uh, right down to its social uh, sim aspects, getting married, the whole thing, it's it's still there. And it's being iterated on and expanded on and changed. And that's what these games are. Um, 
I, I mean, farm sims are clearly not going anywhere. They are very popular for a reason, and they shouldn't go anywhere because they are, well, very popular. And I think something else that's really popular is the fantasy of being a homeowner, let's be honest. Yes, that's the true, that, that's the true, that's the real fantasy of uh, yeah. Harvest Moon is that you own your own house. Actually, no you want to know what, in Harvest, Moon, you, in Harvest Moon, you have to inherit it though. You don't buy it, you inherit the house. So, you yeah. know, once again, that's like, okay, it's still out of reach for your main character. They just got lucky that they had a rich grandfather who died. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, speaking about money at RPG Fan, we could use some. So if you would like to support us here at RPG Fan, we've opened a store. Uh, and you can find it at www.rpgfan.com shop. Lots of things you can find in there. Uh, I always talk about the baby onesies because I think they're hilarious. But there are, you know, there's, there's apparel, there are mugs, there's tons of stuff. And we have some new uh, merch coming out very soon, too. So keep an eye out for that. I'm positive we mentioned on one of the podcasts when we have it. Uh, if you want to support us here at Random Encounter, you can do so by listening to some of our old episodes. We had quite a run of uh, really fun episodes. Last week was super cool because it was two of the most anticipated games of the year, uh, both with stars in the title, Starfield and Sea of Stars, uh, both highly anticipated, both apparently amazing games. So give that a listen. Uh, we are not the only podcast here, however, at RPG Fan. We also have Retro Encounter. So two weeks ago, uh, I was actually on this episode. We had an episode called That's Edutainment. And it was focused on, well, edutainment. Nikki, you were on that one too. And we had a great time on it. Yes, I had fun as well. We learned how to farm. That's not true. We did no, not we, farm we, we on learned that how to, one. We learned how to catch international criminals. That's true, which is just the first step to becoming a farmer. Yes, and we learned, <laughs> we learned, how, to, uh, we learned how to save entire populations from genocide by moving them to faraway isles. Yep, exactly. Just like in Stardew Valley, I'm sure. <laughs> yep, and we learned how to manage a urban environment, just like we manage mm -hmm. a farm. Yep. And what yep. was the last one we talked about? Oh, and, um, and dysentery. of course, dysentery, which is a problem that farmers have to uh, deal with, probably. Exactly. You see, it's all connected. That's why everything is a farming game. Keeping really the water clear is everyone's responsibility. And saying that, there is a sewer that you clean up in, in Stardew Valley, so. Yeah. Or a beach, beach. Well, that was last week. This week we have the Final Fantasy sixteen spoiler cast. And then next week is going to be part one of Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter. And Slosi's back, so we're going to go uh, week to week again. And yeah, give all those a listen. Uh, we also have Rhythm Encounter, which is RPG fans' music podcast. Last week was underrated Final Fantasy tracks. And there was some really cool music in there that we don't usually hear very often. And then next week is going to be an episode. It's going to be... The second episode focused in on town themes. There was one a while ago, so this is going to be presumably some newer town themes. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us here at Random Encounter, you can do so by firing me off a message at podcast at rpgfan.com. I would absolutely love to hear from you. If you have any ideas for future episodes, discussion questions, you, you have some thoughts about farm sims that we didn't address, please fire off your thoughts. Uh, if you'd like to send me a message, you can do so at jlogan at rpgfan.com. You can also find me on Mastodon at Logan at mastodon.social. I am not the only person on this podcast with a social media presence. Where can we find you online? Oh my god, nowhere. I don't use anything anymore. <laughs> That's good, I, honestly. I think that you you win. You win the social media presence. I haven't today. used Instagram in like a year, and I haven't used Twitter since the most crap took over so <laughs> oh i don't know if you've heard it's not called twitter anymore it's oh, called I'm something sorry. stupid that rhymes with the one thing they want <laughs> the one thing they want yes let's let's go with that sam um yeah okay and nikki where can we find you online hi i'm otome nikki at blue sky the website that's otome no underscore nikki n-i-k-i it's just one k because if it was two Ks, it would be a diary, like how you have to talk to a diary to save your game in a lot of these farming sims. But that's hey, not Nikki. what we do here. We don't, we just, we just go, we don't save our games and we hope for the best. We live life on the edge here at uh, RPGfan.com. Hardcore mode. Uh, we don't save our games. Yep, that's it. Yep. I I have one more piece of wisdom I'd like to impart before we finish. Please. 
Farming Sims is only one letter away from being Farming Sams. True. (gasps) You're Mm -hmm. right. I know. Well, with that kind of language, we're just going to have to close this podcast off or we're going to get cancelled. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't mean to say a profanity before we finished. Oh, no. God, God, God darn it. <laughs> um, oh, no, don't to beat say yourself. the bad word. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends to help us get the word out there. And you can rate us on iTunes, your other podcast players of choice. Please leave us a review. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Nikki, thank you so much for giving me your evening. I really appreciate it. And I had a great time talking about these farm sims with you. It's great you being me. here. I love farming. Um, and uh, I'll be here all week. Yeah. Great. And uh, to everyone out there listening, whether you're playing a farm sim or anything else, whatever you're playing, have fun.